These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. On this week's episode of Bourbon Real Talk, we have Vampire Diary superstars Ian Summerhalder and Paul Wesley. They created Brothers Bond Bourbon, the most followed spirits brand in social media, and one of the best celebrity whiskey brands we've tried. We're going to talk with them about their new ride release and a whole lot more. So if you want to hear about it, stick around. So before we get started with Ian and Paul, we want to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon members out there. Um, Patreon is the reason why we're able to keep this podcast going. Uh, we've had over 2.8 unique views and over 6 million views. And all of that was really for free for the public. And it's the patrons that make it financially possible for us to provide all this content. But it's not just a donation. We also have really great offers inside of the Patreon program. We do distillery takeovers, barrel picks, in-person meetups, monthly virtual bottle shares, massive discounts on merch. And you also have the satisfaction of knowing you support the channel and its mission. So without further ado, welcome Ian and Paul. How are you guys doing? Thank you. Good so afternoon, much. everybody. We're so happy to have you on. Uh, Dude, we're so happy to be on. Thank you. You guys are busy uh, gentlemen. Uh, I've been trying to get this scheduled for a very long time. I was going to try and do it right when uh, your rye whiskey came out, but it's it's uh, it's been a little while. We <laughs> we may have already gone through the first bottle that we got. As you should have. Yeah. yeah, that's the rye is my favorite of all three expressions. So uh, I don't blame you for going through that bottle quickly. Awesome. Well, we're going to uh, do a little bit of a disclaimer because my regular viewing audience may not be the biggest Vampire Diaries fans, uh, but we know that when we put celebrities' names into the title of a video, uh, that some of their fans that may not be the biggest whiskey fans come along and watch. And I just want to let everybody know we are going to cover a large cross-section of information. So if you're a Vampire Diaries fan, you're going to have a great time. And if you're a whiskey fan, we're going to get into some whiskey nerd stuff and everyone's going to be entertained. So please stick around. All right. So with the disclaimer out of the way, uh, let's get into kind of the history of uh, the Brothers Bond Bourbon. You guys were on a, a TV show that's called The Vampire Diaries. Is the D important? Yes. Is it like... It, what's what's the uh, it's, it's like when I it's like when when I say Ian Summerholder he corrects me and he says the Ian Summerholder uh, <laughs> yeah so it's more like a it, it creates more of a not really a statement but it gives you a, a little bit more of like a visual of a grounding factor right like there's a lot of gravity to it right I, I totally understand yeah well, it's I like a tribe called quest you have to say the whole thing right yeah it's like yeah exactly you don't say like Alexander Great you say Alexander the Great. Great, yes, I get it. So that, and like the, it's. I mean, true fans know that it's TBD, and if you take the T away, it's it gets ugly. So. Yeah, it's a, yeah. TBD, and it sounds like venereal disease. But yeah. so we just stick the TBD, 
Yeah, uh, Ian, you want to you want to talk about that? You want to talk about yeah. how awesome it was to work with me and how much it you was, learned? It was it was it was it was terrible. The only thing I could do was start a bourbon company. So that <laughs> could no, actually, man. You know, listen. In all in, in all humility, you know, it's something we are obviously very proud of. It took a long time. Eight years is a really good run on television. Not you know, it's not common, um, but we. We played these vampire brothers. Um, obviously, initially they were in love with the same, you know, mortal girl. It was sort of like uh, Twilight on television, but it became, you know, a pop culture phenomenon as well. So, honestly, it was eight seasons, 172 episodes, uh, hundreds of millions of viewers per episode. So it just sort of gives you sort of like an idea of the hard souls, minds, conversations, and ultimately, uh, you know, households that this story has resonated in uh, or this IP has been able to sort of seep through or percolate up through however you want to look at it. And so it was really special, right? Like these brothers bonded on screen over bourbon. In fact, the only time they didn't want to kill each other was when they were sipping bourbon. <laughs> and then Paul and I literally bonded off screen over bourbon, you know? So like this was the most authentic thing we could have ever done, right? At what point in y'all's relationship, did you start talking about the idea of starting a whiskey company? Honestly, like season two, <laughs> because but we were kids. I was 31, Paul was 27. What did we know about starting an alcohol brand? By the way, what do we still know about starting an alcohol <laughs> brand? But it's true, man, like, but you gotta remember, season two of our show was like 2010, <laughs> you know? we This is a long time ago, so we, we knew we, we would look at each other because, you know, we would drink bourbon on screen, which was tea at the time. Uh, in season one, it was caffeinated tea. Paul and I thought we had like crazy anxiety issues. Uh, it was because we were drinking about a thousand milligrams of caffeine a day. Um, but we noticed, you know, getting into that season two, wow, this show is obviously, it's taken off. It was, it was huge. And we thought, gosh, it would be so cool, man, to have a bourbon. But when are we going to, you know, you don't have the time to do that. Um, cause you're shooting, you know, 80, hundred hours a week. And then we traveled. So, you know, we did between probably 16, 80 flights a year for eight years. And, uh, so once that sort of wound down and, and, you know, Nikki and I knew we wanted to have a baby. So we made that happen. And, and then COVID hit and Paul and I knew, you know, it takes, obviously this is a huge, we just needed that time to actually start blending, but obviously it takes a long time, right? Uh, bourbon four years in one day it's wildly it's capital intensive it's time intensive and so at least we got to start really blending and like paul said we blended this in my kitchen man for over a year we blended this and that's we wanted to get that equal sensory proportion right we never stopped we wanted to be able to taste all of those grains over your palate but in total balance and we're not trying to sound you know like california kumbaya it was literally what we were going for Ah, I knew I was a bigger Bourbon Real Talk fan than you. How do you know that? Well, because I don't just use a prideful goat, Glenn. I got an official Bourbon Real Talk tumbler. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I got this Bourbon Real Talk lanyard to carry my whiskey glass in. Oh, well, speaking of whiskey glasses, do you have one of these? 
No, I don't. Rocks glass. Oh, yeah? Yep, official. Well, I love my wife, and I bought her this official Whiskey Wife flask from Bourbon Roll Talk. Well, that's cute and everything, but I got my wife one of these. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, you can just add your own liquor, and it's an actual cocktail right there in a, in a jar. Me and my wife like to make cocktails, so we got this simple syrup off oh, the website. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, do you and your wife have one of these? This is an official sticker. You can only get these on the website. Uh, no, but I do have these official coasters that have the Bourbon Roll Talk logo on them, and I'm representing. Hmm. Well, while you're representing those little coasters of yours, I've got an aroma kit. Do you? Yeah, so I can smell literally everything in bourbon. Everything. Well, I don't have that, but I do have this sample box that I keep all my samples in because I'm part of the community and I share samples. Yeah, but do you have Glen Toppers that are officially Bourbon Real Talk? I don't have that, but I do have this large whiskey carrying case for my glasses so that I don't break them. See, I knew you had that. That's why I have this, the smaller version, okay? It packs more easily into your suitcase. Uh -huh. Don't mess with that big old thing, okay? Suitcase, that's for lamos. Check this thing out. I have a Bourbon Real Talk bottle carrying bag. You can't beat that. I don't know if I can because- And on top of that, I have a Bourbon Real Talk t-shirt. I'm the bigger fan. Oh, I can beat that. Is it extra schmedium? No, I don't have extra schmedium. Ha! Extra schmedium. You might be the bigger fan, you win. I knew it. So whether you're a Bourbon Real Talk super fan or simply looking for quality whiskey swag, head over to bourbonrealtalk.com today. Did anybody try to talk you guys out of starting this company when you were in the infancy of it? I didn't under I didn't understand how. Uh, I mean, I, I understood bourbon was aged, and I understood that bourbon had you know certain prerequisites. I didn't realize because I don't know anything about tequila or vodka or anything or gin. I didn't realize how much more simple those spirits are, sure. and how difficult um, whiskey. Um, bourbon is uh, to produce. Um, and so that's something that came as a surprise and nobody had really warned me about that, frankly. I don't know about you, Ian. Yeah, I mean, it, once you started peeling back the onion, when you start getting into all the legal logistics, I like to call them, whether it's TTB or COLA or, you know, this is other than pharmaceuticals, this is the single most regulated substance in the United States. <laughs> and so, like Paul mentioned, the complexities of not just what it's required for bourbon to be a straight bourbon um, and a four-year bourbon, what it requires, the complexity of it, the science and the nature, how things can go wrong. Listen, I'll be totally transparent. We had... Um, we had shipments that were going out from a giant pre-sale. Um, and obviously the, it was like the biggest pre-sale sort of launch um, in Reserve Bar's history and, and certainly ever seen online. Um, but when we, we had bottled all of our bourbon um, and because, you know, when you're pulling bourbon off of those top higher parts of the rig house, obviously you're going to have a lot more of an angel share. Those angels are hammered, dude. They had so much of our <laughs> bourbon. But, you know, one of the things we didn't do first, our first run was we didn't weigh barrels. We just dumped them. Wow. And we had, check this out, 44% loss. So on our first run, and thankfully this was not going to, now, you know, we're 21,000 points of distribution. We have distribution uh, at the, you know, the biggest 
in the smallest stores in the country, but we got our asses handed to us on our first run. Okay, so I'm wow. going to take over a little bit because I am the, you know, the, the TV movie nerd. Um, but in really trying to dig in and research um, the brand and learn more about what you guys do, um, we know that one of the core principles of the Brothers Bond is sustainability. Um, we have movie nights with our kids every night, and we sat down to watch Kiss the Ground recently um, that I know you were the executive producer on, or one of. Um, and it, it, it inspired us to kind of, I mean, it, we're in our house, right? Our, our merch comes from the garage. We're like, what could we do even on a small scale? You know, try to reduce plastics, use sustainable packaging, um, those kinds of things to do what we can here just to make a difference. Um, but I'm really curious to hear from y'all what you're doing from a distillery standpoint, what you're doing, you know, from a brand standpoint, because it's it's so important. And and what advice you have to other distilleries that you know, what changes can they make in their own distilleries to make an impact um, sustainably in the industry? I mean, the biggest change is going to come from grain production. And that's about to change for a lot of people, because I think ultimately we are a grain company. Paul and I talk about this a lot and step in whenever you want, brother. Corn, wheat, barley, and rye. Doesn't get more more grain than that. And one of the most exciting things is, and, and we were talking to our, our, our dear freaking bro, Chris Swanger, who I'm sure you've met, who's the head of Discus, who was just like the man. It's so wild that whiskey, right? We can help change so much in the whiskey business by just switching to regenerative ag um, and the carbon biosequestration of that alone, when you think of these companies, think about it. Diageo, AB InBev, Pernod, Proximo, Gallo, like think of the size of these companies. And so one of the things just Common Ground is coming out, the, the second Kiss the Ground film is coming out um, very, very soon. And we're launching this, um, it's called 100millionacres.org or 100millionacres.com. But basically, Kiss the Ground, we transitioned 30 million acres in 36 months, which is an enormous amount of change for one film, right? We know with the science that we have, with the momentum we have, we will change the next 70 million acres over in the next 36 months. So in six years, we'll be at 100 million acres, which is roughly about 10% of the farm land in the U.S. Once we hit that 100 million acre threshold, it'll never go back because the profit margins are so vastly different. And so we don't need to get into the politics of it all, but like the agrochemical companies are going to start losing share just because people, farmers are gonna realize they can make more money. Money talks, BS walks, right? So that's the cool thing. The grain production is just gonna start from, from a regenerative side, it's just gonna start sequestering enormous amounts of carbon. So. One of the big asks that we're going to be doing with the 100 million acres is just asking all these big companies, just commit to changing 10% of your supply chain over the next two to three years, just 10%. Even at that small benchmark, the change will be like massive. But Paul and I, like we were going to, when there was a cork, when we couldn't get our corks to launch, we were going to, Paul Vince and I were going to literally fly um, and pick up bags and bags and bags of our corks. We needed to pick up like a quarter of a million of them. Um, there was no staff to do it. This, our corks come from the truly only true sustainable cork um, uh, farm 
pretty much on the planet. Um, all of our paper is recycled. Our dyes, um, our vegetable dyes, um, our adhesive is vegetable adhesive. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can like eat it. Um, and that's why we don't have these like super create. I mean, we, we want to get into some more like fancy um, uh, labels with like gold inlay and stuff. But the thing is, the reason these labels are so sort of streamlined is because everything is vegetable based. So there's no chemicals in any of this stuff, right? Everything is recyclable or recycled um, or recycled or sustainable. So that's sort of like, you know, where, how we approached it. Um, and Paul and I and our team, we didn't, we didn't want to compromise, you know, um, this stuff is all from recycled material. So it's like, when you're putting it into perspective, you know, when companies are selling hundreds of thousands or millions of cases a year of stuff, um, whether it's in the boxes that, that ours are recycled, um, in the, you know, listen, there are ways to hit sustainability within up and down your supply chain, right? From R and D to manufacturing, to bottling, to packaging, to distribution. And we're getting into more of the words of, instead of just using the word sustainability, we're sort of only using the rewords, right? Re regenerate, reconstitute, reclaim, reuse, recycle, rejigger, you know, uh, renew all the RE words, which is pretty exciting. And that's something Paul and I really were proud of that, you know? So for those of you who maybe are like, what the heck are they talking about? Regenerative farming, what is that? Um, I actually watched the documentary and the basic premise is, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's it's no-till farming, where they use biodiversity uh, to get rid of the need for a lot of uh, chemicals that are used in uh, modern agricultural techniques. Um, it seems to not only reduce the expenses for the farmer, but increase the productivity of the land and reduce the need for potentially harmful chemicals in the food supply. Uh, so I, I was really shocked by the information that was in uh, the film, Kiss the Ground. And if you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. And in researching Brothers Line, you'll see that they are on a mission to trans, uh, transfer all of their grain to regeneratively grown grain, uh, which is not only commendable from you know a moral standpoint, uh, but it's, it's also an interesting point because what that means is you guys are different. Uh, from other celebrity whiskey brands. And you can tell that you guys are different because you get to decide who your grain supplier is. The other celebrity spirits brands in general typically go for the spirits that can be made and sold. They like vodkas, they like flavored vodkas, they like blended whiskeys, they like uh, gin, right? But to do a straight bourbon is straight up gangster. Right? <laughs> to do a non-age stated straight bourbon is amazing because to have no age statement on your label, the whiskey has to be over four years old. Um, and you've got to follow all of those rules for it to be straight. And what that means yep. is that at some point, these two gentlemen who have been maligned in the whiskey world as celebrities looking for a money grab. And here's how you know that's not true, okay? Because at some point, they had to go to MGP. They had to commit a massive amount of money 
A lot of cash. A lot of cash to get MGP to do a production run. I think last time I checked, the lowest production run was a thousand barrels, and the barrels are so. So every time they do a production run, they're spending almost a million dollars, right? And and they guess how much money they were going to invest today for the prospect of maybe being a success four (laughs) years down the road. Whenever this whiskey came to maturity, didn't even know for sure what it was going to taste like the day that they signed the contract and cut the check. And that, my friends, is not what other celebrity whiskey brands do. That's super sweet of you to say. Super kind of you to say. You you know that, then you know that, of course, because you're in the bourbon game. And by the way... Paul and I sip on the prideful go together and it's, and it's been you and Christopher have crushed that. And, and I've learned so much about whiskey from him. It's one of the most like enjoyable things Paul and I have gotten to do is sit with Christopher Hart uh, and you guys and talk about, talk about bourbon. But so you know how those things skew and you know how those numbers work. It is pretty hairy for a little while. Cause you don't know what you're going to get. Um, Still hairy, dude. It's still hairy. So along those lines of all of the huge financial decisions you had to make, because you're doing it at scale, and you know you are able to do it at the scale mm-hmm. that most new brands can't do it, would there be a point in your growth that you would start distilling your own liquid? Total, 100%. That'd be great. Just requires so much um, upfront capital. Uh, to do that. Um, and you know, we're not there yet, but the, that is absolutely the, the goal. That's the aim. Yeah. I find that so interesting people ask me about starting a distillery and I say, if you don't have $25 million to use, lose, don't even start. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even yeah, more. That's, that's, and, and, that's... and if I was going to do it, I wouldn't do it with it with less than a hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you like that's we, we've run the numbers a zillion times. We've looked at a lot of properties. We've had people offer a lot of investment for it. I think on the minimum end, yeah, it's about a 50 million outlay. Um, and we've looked at smaller properties. Um, we're coming into an older distillery, retrofitting it, doing all this stuff. But it's like, again, why not just focus on building this amazing brand? We have the bourbon. We don't even do inventory. We don't have inventory management. You know, we go back and forth to Lawrenceburg and we, that way we have, you know, we have access to our barrels. We know what we have. We know where they are. We know where they need to go, how they're performing, especially in the rye, the the rye and the cask. Like the cask is 70 of our best barrels. By the way, this cask just won double gold in San Francisco, which is like for us, you know, that was like a teary eyed moment for me too. Um, you, you might as well have like won an Oscar, you know, right. double gold in San Francisco is hard to get. And but this, just, just for those of you at home, so you understand the main spirits judgment competition is in San, San Francisco every year. Everything is done blind and they're just like all the other competitions where even the bad kids get a trophy, right? Like <laughs> it, you're, there's going to be, you, you know, I think there's bronze, silver, gold and double gold, right? And so if you go in the store and you see that there's a spirits company that has a neck tag that says they, they won bronze, that doesn't mean they came in third. It, mean, <laughs> it means that the judges drank it and they didn't think you'd die if you had more, right? Uh, <laughs> but if you to get, to get double gold, everyone on the panel has to rate it as the top tier 
spirit of that class. It's of the highest quality in that class. And to be honest, I've tasted your product and I understand why it would win double gold, right? This Thank you. Thanks, approachable. Your first release of the 80 proof, my wife bought so many bottles of that. <laughs> I was mad at her. I was, I was like, I'm, we're not going to drink this shit. No one comes to our house and drinks 80 proof whiskey. They come to our house to drink like premium high proof spirits. That's what they want. And then I tasted it and I was like, damn, for an 80 proof. Really? Yeah. yeah. A lot well, of so good. Well, to clarify, the cast strength won double gold. So oh, gotcha. well, yeah, that's my other yeah. favorite. Like I, I love, and I'm I'm a spicy. Like I I love all things rye, and I I really like hot whiskey. Right, like give me something that's gonna burn my face off. I'm talking yeah, about it. um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't know. Our rye, my wine too. Like our know. rye won gold at San Francisco and double gold at Tag, and our cask won double gold uh, in San Francisco. Yeah, the right. To y'all's credit, you're 80 proof. Your average buyer was a the Vampire Diaries viewer. It may not have a initially with it, it, initially. It, yeah, that was your first release, and and at yep. first I was like, it felt like a money grab because one of the things that celebrities will do is they'll proof the whiskey down with water that costs them nothing to the lowest proof legally allowed, so they're selling more water than whiskey. But when I found out that you guys did that because you knew that your initial release was going to appeal to people who maybe didn't have a ton of experience in whiskey and you wanted it to be as approachable as possible, I understood. And then when I tasted it, I was like, they did a damn good job for 80 proof. And Thanks, man. almost immediately, you guys were working on releasing a higher proof version for the whiskey heads like me. And I, I mean, you can see how empty this uh, cash rate uh, bottle is that we have. I just, I just love it. And now you guys have this rye coming out. Tell us about the process of creating the rye. Yeah, it's a four grain rye, uh, 77% rye. Um, and it's, uh, it's just for me, it's my, it's, it's my palate. It's my preferred, you know, I like that kind of spicy rye taste, but go ahead, Ian, you were saying something. No, I was just saying it also too, for Paul and I, it was also about getting the rye purists Right. Um, and this is, again, something Paul and I talked about a zillion times, which is, listen, and again, I'm not trying to sound so doom and gloom. I'm just being super transparent because that's like, there's no bullshit in this. And like, there's no like smoke and mirrors. We were scared shitless to get into the ride category because only you, it's only the big dogs. Like rye is a very tiny category where only the big dogs play. And if you come into this category, you better have a smoking, you better have a smoking cannon. So Paul is unavailable for the rest of this interview because Brothers Bond is a very busy company and they got a lot of stuff going on. So he had to jump off for another call. So we're gonna finish up with Ian. Um, but anyway, Lindsay, you had an important question. It is so important. Um, we know that one of the core principles of the Brothers Bond is connection, which is completely in align with our um, Facebook community that we created for Bourbon Real Talk called, called Bourbon Real Talk Community. I can spit it out. Yeah. Um, what are you doing as a brand um, to foster connection um, since that is what your brand is based on? Well, you know what? And, and by the way, I, I just want to say really quickly, I love, so that Facebook page, you're basically, that group, what I love about 
what you all are doing is you're creating this amazing safe space to talk about whiskey. Um, there are no bourbon trolls. Um, there's nothing, you know, you have to treat one another with respect to be there. And, and I love that. And I, and I actually want to start interacting with that a lot more because I really love what you guys are doing with that. It's really special. Yeah. And then you're in there. Um, I can send you a request. And uh, when admin send your request, it's automatically approved. Yeah. You'll just get in there and you can uh, post away, tell people about events, what y'all got coming up and all that stuff. It'd be great to be more. Yeah. Than yeah. No, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to get on it. I'm going to get my team on it. Cause I want to be on it. And, and I'm, want to dive back into Facebook. I mean, it's such a behemoth, but it's there's Facebook. There are so many pages and groups out there that it's enormous pool of, of amazing people. So, but you know, when you, when you foster a deep sense of community, listen, you know, this not just from being the, in the bourbon world, but now in the podcast world, which is sort of entertainment side of the bourbon space. A television show is a piece of entertainment. And what we learned was it creates a community, right? Shared experience amongst people. That is basically, in other words, community. And so by building that entertainment community, um, we learned from that. And now being in the suburban space, creating a community that fosters open and awesome conversation sometimes breaking down uh, barriers, offering up and inspiring one another with great new information. Um, or it's as simple as meeting a stranger at a bar or the deep and awesome conversations you have with loved ones, parents, extended family um, at a table, whether it's a Thanksgiving table, a Christmas table, uh, or just at a outdoor patio table after a long summer week, you know, encouraging that people to sit and enjoy and have those great conversations is what we're all about. We have a saying uh, at Bourbon Real Talk and it's that there's no such thing as an empty bottle of whiskey. It's either filled with whiskey or it's filled with memories. So that lines up very well with uh, that philosophy you're sharing. So yeah. on limited time, what is the future for Brothers Bond? What should we be expecting? We've talked a little bit about a bottle and bond coming up. We've talked a little bit about uh, potential distillery at some point in the future. Is there anything else we haven't covered? Total world domination. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my underground bourbon layer. Um, for us, the expressions are everything. Um, we've got some aces up our sleeves. Um, the hundred proof coming out before bottle and bond, like I mentioned, that's not coming out this season. The hundred proof will. Um, we have some barrel expressions we've been working on, which are really spectacular. I mean, it's a, it's been an amazing journey, but we have some barrel expressions coming out some double double barrel double oaked um wine port a lot of casks like a lot of stuff that we've been working our tails off on i can't wait so i i don't know i'm sold uh, i was i was sold from the beginning from the so. beginning so how how do people find your product like uh where where do you want people to go uh do you want them to follow you on social media do you want them to go to your website and find a point of distribution like what do you want them to do Absolutely. 
following us is great. We, we're the most followed um, alcohol brand on Instagram in the world, which is pretty amazing. We have been since before we even launched. Following us is great. Obviously, you can order off the off the website, the reserve bar. Um, but we are in every major national chain, regional, super regionals, whether it's the Albertsons, Vons, Pavilions, the Kroger's, the Walmart's, the um, the Whole Foods, the Amazon's, the on the East Coast, the you know southeastern grocers uh, up in the north. Like I mean, it's it, it's literally everywhere. Do you have a so I'm really excited about tonight. that. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate you guys. That is uh, so all much. the time that I have. Uh, if this is your first time watching the podcast, I'd like to show, tell you a little bit about our show philosophy. And that is we are all about bringing people together around bourbon. And that's something that's very important to me personally because I lost my younger brother, Sean, to suicide in 2014. And in the aftermath of his passing, I was looking for a way to create community and connection because, um, you know, when you lose somebody like that, you, you, you kind of do an analysis afterwards and you try to see what went wrong. And I saw that my brother had lost his sense of connection to the world around him. And I figure that if I can help people get connected to bourbon, bourbon has such a connected power that it'll help people get connected to others. And maybe they won't feel so separated the way that my brother did. And that is part of the reason why we started this podcast, um, because we wanted to educate people and get them deeper into the community. And it's part of the reason why we started Bourbon Real Talk Community, because as we did research, there weren't a lot of whiskey enthusiast space that weren't filled with negative voices, people that would attack you for what it was that you liked. If you liked a celebrity whiskey, maybe they'd tell you you had a bad palate or whatever. And we wanted to create a space where people could interact with each other and everything be positive and, and encouraging. And that's, that's what Bourbon Real Talk community is. But the other thing that doing the research about what the other forums had to offer taught me was that if all of those trolls that are out there on the internet can hate you, there's nothing that keeps me from loving you on the internet, even though I don't really know you. And that's why we end every episode the same way, and that's this. If you woke up this morning and you were unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that we love you. We'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. Cheers.